Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. Go ahead. Here's my number one choice for nerdiest movie. Warcraft. Mmm. Uh, oh, wow. I totally I, skipped that as well. But not good. necessarily yeah. looking forward to it, because I'm not really familiar with the current situation. But come on. Warcraft? Yeah. Warcraft. Hello and welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd, the only podcast where a bunch of nerds pretend to physically fight over minor pop culture minutia. I'm Jeremy, here with uh, Benji and Senja, Sam Jamin. Uh, how you doing, guys? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Sam Jamin doing well. I, I would think after all the times that I have guest starred on your podcast, you would learn my name. Oh, well, sorry. you know, it's I'm hard sorry. to adjust to it's hard to adjust to, to all these changes going on uh, in our show. You know, we we you gotta give us a little bit of time to adjust to your presence on the show. You're still kind of a newbie. Um, I'd say don't overstep your bounds. You know, just just keep yeah. it keep it chill. I'm, I'm just asking that you get my name right. Anyway, yes, right, I'm so... Sanjamin. Or it's San, San, San Jamin. Is it? I, I'm not even sure if it's with an N or an N. <laughs> Sam Jamin. Sam Jamin. I think Sam I'm gonna go. With that's Sam like that's like the that's like the Jamaican version of of Sam Jamin. Like I'm oh, Sam Jamin. San Jamin. No, <laughs> no it's San Jamin. Yeah, I get it. You're good. Exactly. So, there you go. There you I, go. Yeah. All right. So. Our topic today will be nerdiest movie of 2016. <laughs> now, as is our want, we like to wait a little bit and sometimes a lot bit, depending on our schedules, after this new year happens so that we can like actually see as many as we could from the previous year and get a little handle on the stuff that's coming out next year. So... The like last year we picked you know things like Star Wars and Warcraft etc as you know potentially nerdiest, but we're going to do the same thing for 2017. So we're going to go around the room, if you will, and we'll each say what we think are the nerdiest movie of 2017 will be. And I think what we'll do is we'll go furthest away from the White House <laughs> to closest to the White House. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, okay. That's good. That's, that's a good system. All right. All right. <laughs> my, so. my top three that I think are going to be top nerdiest movies of 2017 are God of War, Dark Tower, and, of course, I have to do Last Jedi. Which, by the way, it wasn't until today that I knew that that was going to be the name. That is a great name yeah. for it. So what's God um, of War? Yeah. Is God of War – is that the video game? No. Oh, I didn't look it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you did, oh, I, oh, you assumed when you saw God of War – that it was actually about the video game and not a and Chinese a... movie about. Oh, right. <laughs> right. I saw that name and I wasn't sure what it was. But All right. Can someone can someone clarify be... the story? The film this, is the story can of how. Can someone clarify my shame? Wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm reading the summary. Sam, the film Sam, is the story of how a Chinese general defeated Japanese <laughs> pirates by using unique stratagems and maverick tactics. Oh yeah! Wow, Sam, you know, Bench. I gotta say. <laughs> I don't know. Wow! What a maverick choice. Can, can we agree though that if if God of War the video game became a movie, that would be pretty nerdy. It would Come be, on. yeah. You got Let's gotta, just say, Ben, yeah, your choice. I'm... It was a pretty unique stratagem and a maverick <laughs> tactic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Touche. All right. Okay. 
All right. So, no. so, so scratch that. Scratch that. All right. So, so right, your, your first was so, uh, so, so then what are your actual top three? So, okay, so there's, so there's Dark Tower, Last Jedi. And mind you, I haven't read any of Dark Tower. Wait, is Dark Tower based on the Dark Tower series? Like, yes. No, no, that one's <laughs> okay, right. You got it. Good, <laughs> good, good. I just know that there's such a there's such a following over of the Dark Tower series that I I think it's pretty nerdy. Um, okay, so my runners up were Power Rangers, Alien mm. Covenant, and Blade Runner. Those are my top three runners up. That's, that's so, a lot of good choices. All so right. and and they're and they're all nerdy in different ways. I'm not sure it would be my third. Um, like maybe I would go with uh, God. It's tough to say. Um, it's really tough to say because I'll, I'll tell you my rationale. Power Rangers, even though Power Rangers is dumb and it doesn't hold up well, no. it's still got such a you know people will want to go like who really want to geek out about about Power Rangers, and I even might go because because like that was part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got that nerdiness. Alien Covenant, um, just because there is the alien world and. Wait, this has to do with the alien world, right? Yep. This has to... <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> now I have to double check before I do anything. <laughs> Pitch so, Perfect 3, wait a minute, um, guys. Is, <laughs> is, is that really Pitch Perfect 2? <laughs> the Last Jedi, wait, does that have anything to do with Star Wars? Um, so, so, but is Alien Covenant... Um, like, like, I'm sure there are people who are big fans of, of that alien universe. Like, you don't yeah. really hear them a lot. That's the and they were thing. disappointed by Prometheus, basically. Yeah. Right. But, but you know what I mean? There aren't, like, it's weird because it does warrant, there is a world of the alien movies, but it doesn't, I feel like you don't hear a lot about the world. I guess you do a little bit because of the alien versus predator thing. And I guess amongst horror sci-fi fans, like, there is, like, a thing with the alien predator movies so mm-hmm. so that is sort of a, a world so I, that's why i was kind of going with it and then blade runner even though blade runner only had the movie like people love blade runner so much i mean blade mm-hmm. runner fans are like it's a seminal sci-fi piece no question yeah, yeah yeah but i mean there are people who are like specifically into blade runner and stuff and i guess it overlaps a little bit with philip k dick fans so there's a real sci-fi nerdiness there you know so um god what would be my third then I I I'd go with I go with I guess God I'm really torn I'm really really torn Help me out here guys I gotta make my own decisions All yeah. right I gotta make my own decisions Just life. pick your number uh, one please Your number one is what uh, Pick your number one You should have already okay. put them Alien in order co- Okay Oh oh number I thought it was just top three Yeah but what is your number one of those top three What do you think It was God of War but you guys ruined my life. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so I'm gonna go with. Um, There's no wrong um, answer, just wrong in retrospect. <laughs> um, God damn it. Um, All I right. guess I'll just go with Star Wars. All right, number fine. One. Yeah, that's Dark a good Tower default choice. Below it, Dark All right. Tower below it, and then um, Alien Covenant below it. All right. Uh, all right, well, moving a little closer <laughs> in miles to the White House is uh, Professor Sam in, uh, okay. in Nueva York. And, yes, Professor, yes. Uh, let's hear your top. So my answers were, were pretty similar to Benji's. Um, I also had Star Wars, obviously, um, and The Dark Tower. I also had in my top three. Um, Dark Tower, which is, in fact, based on the series of books by Stephen King, um, the Dark Tower series, which, which, Benji, I have read all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, all, I mean, the seven books in the Dark Tower series, I haven't read every Stephen King book because um, mm-hmm. 
you should know the Dark Tower actually like ties into like all these other books. Um, really? That's like yes, which makes it pretty nerdy actually. The way that he like oh, he no, basically it's... tried to make this like multiverse that included like every other book he'd ever written into <laughs> oh, really? like this one story. Yeah. That's um, pretty it's, cool. Classic pretty nerd. Cool. Yeah. So so Dark Tower. And and also it's like this weird. It's like a kind of a western like sci-fi-ish fantasy-ish thing that's like it's it's kind of like doesn't quite fit into any particular genre and like um and it you know based on a book series like i think that that makes it pretty nerdy but my third one which i was very surprised that that benji apparently missed um is ghost in the shell um which is a live action movie based on an anime well there was an anime movie and an anime tv series um but both of them are like they're like kind of cyberpunk anime like you know it's like it's about hackers and you know like security threats and all this stuff um so it's um it's definitely like very nerdy and definitely you know and um you know i think i think has to be up there it's got to be up there on the list of uh of of nerdy movies anticipated for uh for this coming year Mm-hmm. I even saw the, the the Super Bowl commercial for it last night, so I should have remembered that. But yeah, that, that that definitely is up there, especially when you do a popular anime like that's. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and and, and and the other thing about Dark Tower that's really cool about it is like there are people who are specific, like there are Stephen King fans, and then there are specifically Dark Tower Stephen King fans. It's like a subsection. It's not exactly right. like this, but it's like Pink Floyd has a huge catalog. But, like, some people are into, like, certain eras. Like, there's what the first era in the first album, or album and a half, that had Sid Barrett on it, you know, the original uh, lead singer. And it's, like, there are people who are specifically into Sid Barrett Pink Floyd, even though even though most of, of the members were the same then, except for one guy who they swapped out after Sid Barrett went crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it was – or after he left the band. So, yeah, so it's kind of cool how people are specifically into the Dark Tower stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well. But anyway, yeah. Go to the good show. News. And all right. So I guess me, since I actually live just down the street from El Pedro, <laughs> from uh, the White House, I guess I'm last. Now it's interesting. I what I didn't pick were any of the very like the big league comic book movies that come out this year. And I, I'm going to just list them so you know. Lego Batman, which actually comes out this week. Logan, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Spider Man: Homecoming. Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy two. That's oh, right. that's all this year. Now all yeah. of those have I feel like you know Wonder Woman isn't particularly new, but it's a newer version. But it's still it's like it's, these are all like characters that have been around. It's not as nerdy as it once was to have like everyone coming together for Justice League, for example. Now I considered right. I considered Beauty and the Beast, but I was like, eh, yeah, no, no. Uh, but I actually here, so I'm going to tell you one of my runner-ups, and you can disagree with me if you want. But Guy Ritchie has this movie coming out this year called King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. And yeah, really. he's doing that. I have a, you know, if depend, you know, he gets to kind of like quirky stuff, so it could get that way. But that that's not like my so my tops, you know, are similar. One of them is Star Wars. One of them is Blade Runner as well. However, one of them is one that you guys did not pick which is a movie called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And this is a movie by, you know, directed and written by Luc Besson. However, Ooh. Ooh. the movie is based on a French 
sci-fi comic series called Valerian Spatio-Temporal Agent that was po- that's been published between 1967 and 2010. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So just to give you a little uh, taste of the storyline, Valerian and Loreline are special operatives for the government of the human territories charged with maintaining order throughout the universe. Valerian <laughs> has more in mind than a professional relationship with its partner, blatantly chasing after her with propositions of romance. But his extensive history with women and her traditional values drive Loreline to continuously be rebuff him. And then, of course, oh, and then there's the breathtaking intergalactic city of Alpha, an ever-expanding metropolis of thousands of different species, 17 million inhabitants, technology, blah, 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 etc. Space weirdness, Lucasan, getting back to Fifth Element stuff, based on a comic book that nobody's heard of, unless you're French. That's mm-hmm. pretty nerdy. That's yeah. really nerdy. If, if you're like, 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 that's like French nerdiness. <laughs> so, 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 how many yeah, hipsters cool. are there going to be saying that they're like, I'm into French nerdiness? Right. <laughs> and is that nerdiness? That goes, in, that can go into history territory very easily. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. before, can we, can wait, we... wait, before we move on from 2017, yeah. I just want to shout out um, a sort of an anti-nerdy movie, um, which is um, Underworld Blood Wars. Um, a movie Why which is, granted, okay, so it's, yes, it's a sci-fi movie about vampires and werewolves and shit, and it, like, should be nerdy. You would think yeah. that it would be nerdy, but somehow it just doesn't feel nerdy. It's, I don't think... You're I don't a think monster, underworld... Sam. What? You're a monster. I, yes, I, yes, I am. Just like I one agree. of the lichens. Just like one of the vampires in Underworld. I am A Monster Calls, which is another movie that's not nerdy. Um, uh, no, not but, at uh, all. No, but, um... <laughs> Underworld, I feel like Underworld is almost like, it's like a movie that's like contains nerdy elements, but it's specifically made for a non-nerdy audience. It's made for uh. a mainstream audience. To just be like, here's your like dumb action and, you know, just like whatever. It's just like lots of guns and crazy stuff is happening and it's like all just like, mm. you know, but there's, there's, and I say that I actually was a big fan of the first, the very first Underworld movie. Yeah, um, back, in, yeah back, has, in the day. Sur- back in the day. Back in the day. There's a, there's a definite charm to it, even though it's not really a great movie. Um, but I like it. But but yeah, I think that it is. I think that it is the anti nerdy movie of uh, of 2017. Mm. I will also like to put out there that I think we should have a French edition of Nerd Punches Nerd, and then we can just <laughs> talk about we can talk about the professional. We can just look Bassan films, and, right. and we and we talk about um, um, whatever that that movie was. <laughs> anyway, so moving on. <laughs> All right, so let's get in. Let's get into our 2016 list, and we'll just start looking through our the list, and you know, we'll decide if something's nerdy, and if it is, we'll bring it up. Now, one of the first ones I want to bring to your attention is something called uh, Norm of the North. Norm of the North is widely considered to be one of the worst animated movies of all time, and but. I feel like just because something's bad doesn't make it nerdy. So right. we can uh, we can jump <laughs> I, it. I do agree with that. Now the first like big uh, like big budget sci-fi movie <laughs> is called uh, The Fifth Wave, which I saw, and I know not many people did. I think only movie reviewers saw that one. So it didn't do um, very well. That's uh that was like one of the, another of these like sci-fi like dystopian mm-hmm. like young adult. Yeah, uh, that's right. Movies, right. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's the handsome alien who literally says that he didn't kill 
uh, Chloe Grace Moretz's character because he fell in love with her at first sight. And uh, when I uh. saw, the, yeah, when I saw the screening, there was an audible. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Just a room full of critics being like, ah. Well, it wasn't just critics. It was also people who had gotten in to see the movie for free in advance, but still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I it's sort of like by default at that point, you know, at that early point, it has to be considered nerdy just because it's the only sci-fi movie. But ugh, wasn't good. Can I so, can I just ask you, Jeremy, yeah. as an expert on movies, um, <laughs> okay. what is Jerusalem with a Z? Well, what is when you see the Z? What does that make you think of? Just think about it. You know, is, is it is it a zombie movie? Is there oh, is it is it like there's like mm. there's all these movies with Z's in them. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it, like I, I guess it's, it's all based on like right there was like, World War Z. Yeah, like, it's another one of those kind of like knockoff type things, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's like a biblical horror movie. I'm sorry, I actually should have specified. It's not just Jerusalem with a Z. It's Jerusalem with a capital Z. Yeah, I think it. I think it's like demons and such, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. All right. Now, there is one here, though, that I feel like, to me, is kind of nerdier just because it's less common. You can you can tell me what you think, which is Ip Man 3. Ip Man 3 is a martial arts movie starring Donnie Yen, who was mm-hmm. in Rogue One. And he's done two, you know, this is the third one he's done. This is the, he plays the guy who taught Bruce Lee. It's like historical fiction. And in this one, he actually fights Mike Tyson. Mm. Mike Tyson, really? Yeah, I mean, That's it's a good, funny. yeah, it's a good movie. You know, he's he's really very good. So at this point, I say that goes at the top, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna overwhelm like overwrite that exceptionally quickly. Um, the next Indeed. one uh, that was like an interesting choice would be Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I think he got to mm. give this a little yeah. bit of cred. Okay, sure. You mean you Pride and Prejudice and Z? Is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> now, again, I assume I'm the only one who saw this movie. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> no. Um, yes. No, I, I did not see it. I did um, not think the movie was terrible, but, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't particularly good. It was just like, you know, I, I, I mean, the concept, I have the book, and the right. truth is I always found the discussion questions, like, that are, like, taking it seriously – you know, like, what did you think about the motif of brains, like, type of thing? And, you know, <laughs> that was the fun. That was much funnier than like I remember. I was hilarious. like, I was like reading the book. Is like this is kind of boring. But then I flipped to the discussion questions, and they're all hilarious. So like, oh, that oh, was, oh, 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 so oh, so that's the format that they had like discussion questions. At yeah, the it's end. like it's like like that's it's great. The, right. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That that is funny. I I um I actually tried to convince my wife to go see this movie. Um, and you would think that she would want to, since she actually, like, forced me to read Pride and Prejudice, like, the actual Pride and mm-hmm. Prejudice. And she's a huge Doctor, F- Doctor Who fan, and she loves Matt Smith, who, um, who is in oh, that yeah. movie. Yes, he is. Um, so is but and, she, she was not interested, Sam, and so... Uh, two different Game of Thrones actors are in it. Cersei and Cersei's dad. Cersei's Cersei's <laughs> Charles Dance is in it? Um, yeah, he plays yes. the, the, the dad who, like... You know, is who's the dad of the girls? Anyway, so, yeah, it anyway. works for him to be in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Um, but we didn't, we didn't end up seeing it. I, I did watch a trailer for it, which honestly, the trailer like didn't even look that good. But um, I don't know. But but yes, I think so far it's probably the probably has to be the nerdiest one so far. 
All right, so here's an interesting, you know, counter question. So there's the next one I would bring up is Hail Caesar, mm-hmm. which is a Coen Brothers movie about like old school Hollywood stuff. Right. And you know that you know the the Coen Brothers movies have their own kind of nerdy vibe. Yeah, that's what I was. You know. Yeah. And I I put these two movies together. Hail Caesar is a much better movie, even though some people are like, oh, it's bad, even though it's not. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying it's not a bad movie at all. It's a good movie. Because right. you know it's, it's the Coen Brothers, so I don't. Yeah, know. they don't usually churn out crap. Like. No, but you know sometimes people have like weird. You know, the, when, the problem is like when you have such high standards, it's like if it's not yeah. a masterpiece, it's crap. Yeah, you know, I feel like that was sort of the thing. So when you compare these two, you know, kind of like the you know the underdog, you know, Coen Brothers movie that isn't getting all the fanfare. It's not. It hasn't been nominated for anything the oscars which is also unusual for them versus mm-hmm. you know the pride and prejudice zombies movie that's a bad well mediocre movie like what's what's the dirtier choice there so what do you think hmm. uh, i mean i'll be honest we're gonna uh, like oh, again th- these guys are gonna be thrown out of contention very soon but right. you know just you know, think, think about I'm, it i'm gonna go pride and prejudice and okay very good yeah. benji because i was gonna say hell caesar <laughs> yeah. Nice, okay. So so nice. so let's let's punch. Let's do some nerd punching. All right. All and right. and and um, I'll go I'll go first. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and, <laughs> and okay. Um, and um, I'm gonna go with Pride and Prejudice and Zombies because the um, I don't know. It's, it, that's 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 a more particular nerdy like kind of obsessive like weird like genre nerdiness thing to do where you put zombies into into Pride and Prejudice and also it's like one of those things I would call it only Jeremy would really get this but I call it like Afi Komen gift book in that sort of category where it's like oh, okay. something that's very specifically made in a in a in a genre the, the, the joke here Sam is that I mean like like our our moms would get us these like kitschy Afi go Afi Komen gifts that we never read at all that's like you know yeah. a thousand matzo ball jokes Anyway, so, so, so like I, I think I, you know I'm right, Jeremy. Like you know I'm completely right. Well, like, actually, it would be a thousand and one. Yeah, exactly. Jeff. A thousand and one. <laughs> of course. Or like, or like, oh my God, when is the seder gonna be over? So, uh, so, so well, sometimes they weren't like they weren't all. Actually, they were usually not about Passover. They were usually like like knockoff, you know, stuff about stuff we were actually interested in. You know, <laughs> yeah, Harry Hotter. Okay, so actually, I think we did get one of those one year. Oh yes, we did. We did. <laughs> we got like a Harry Potter parody that was really quite bad, unfortunately. Well, the best Happy Coming gift I ever got was Drummond Please Game of Thrones, the first edition, because I told her for a while that I wanted uh, Game uh, Game of Thrones. It was a after the first one came out, so that was oh, the best Happy Coming gift she ever given me. All right, so, so Ben, anyway. go. So, so defend so, yourself. So I put it in that category. And the thing is, is that is that is that while there is definitely nerdiness to Coen Brother movies and the fan base, and Coen Brothers are awesome, definitely. Like I don't, they're not my favorite, but I don't take away from them. It's there's, it's just they don't. It's like Coen Brothers don't have a world. They don't have like they they have a style and aesthetic which has some nerdiness to nerdiness to it. But it's and you can analyze like 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 you can analyze the hell out of like like their movies and. And um, also, I guess in a film nerd perspective, you can do that. But just there's so many nerdy things going on, for like what I said with uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, uh, in, in addition to the zombie part of it, um, that I'm going to go with 
uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Ding, ding, ding. All right, and Sam, what okay. do you think? Okay, so here's here's my response. There's a well-argued, Benji, but um, here's, here's my response. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, I think, um, based on the trailer, because I haven't seen the movie, but I watched the trailer, is going for the broadest audience possible um, oh. that, like, a period movie you know, that's about, like, zombies and stuff could go for. Like, they were, they just, you know, it's, all, they, like, sexed it up. It's all about, like, gore and, like, action and, like, you know, kick-ass women and stuff. And, like, you know, they were just, like, they were just, like, we're just, we're just going to try to get, like, the biggest audience and make as much money as we can with, like, a small budget and just, like, turn this into, like, a profitable enterprise kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Hell Caesar is the exact opposite. The Coen Brothers, all their movies are kind of nerdy because they're all kind of dorky. They're all, like, a little awkward. They're all, like, they don't quite fit. It's hard to really... Like, very few of their movies have been big big hits. Some of them have. But but mostly their movies are, are a little bit obscure. You know, their fans are into them and love them. You know, movie people are like, oh, yeah, the Coen Brothers are cool. But, like, Helsey, there was kind of a, a smallish movie. It was, like... You know, a very like I think self-referential kind of clever, like Jeremy was saying, like like you know Hollywood kind of movie, movie for people who are into movies, um, and I think it was it was much riskier than Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and like was was you know really there was like a sense of we know who our audience is and we're making our movie for a particular audience, which I think is like one of the marks of of nerdiness. So mm. that. That is my feeling on that. That's your punch? That's um, my punch. J- Jeremy, you actually have to be the one to decide because have you seen both movies? I have seen both movies. You see, and... I have seen, I've seen neither. And <laughs> Sam, Sam, you actually have a good point in terms of – because I actually don't know anything about how Pride Prince of the movie was. I'm just talking about the concepts. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Jeremy, you have, to, you, have to be the, you have to decide this match. All right. Well, you know, I feel like based on having seen them both and – the responses that they've had, I got to put the edge to the less loved Coen Brothers movie than the bitterly disliked zombie movie. No! Uh, you will never defeat me, Sam! <laughs> all right, well, let's, why don't we move ahead a little bit right. to uh, one of the big contenders of 2016, which is Deadpool. Yes. Now, Deadpool obviously, over, you know, kills everything we've done so far in terms of nerdiness. I mean, there's no question. We probably have spoken about it even on our podcast for like three or four hours already. I mean, I don't think we need to defend how nerdy it is. We all know. I mean, it's self-referential. It's about comic book movies. It breaks the fourth wall within itself more than, you know, once. You know, I mean, it, it was made. It was made against against like you know wishes, like wishes and odds and things like that. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it it called a particular niche audience, you know, and developed the following. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, really targeting like a sub group of the audience of like an already nerdy group of you know like comic book fans. Or, like we're gonna go for like the comic book fans who want a parody of their own comic books. You know, like. It's, 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 you, you don't have to make, you don't have to argue very hard that this is like definitely the nerdiest movie so far. Mm-hmm. And it was a very good movie. So it has yeah, that going for true. it too. Also true. All right. So why don't we like move along a little bit? And if you guys see one that you think 
you know, we should have discussed. That's fine. Like, I'll mention Zoolander 2. Bad. Bad movie. Yeah. Don't, you know, just awful, unfortunately. I haven't seen but, it, but I, that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, and then, so here's an interesting one. And it's certainly not a good movie. But it's interesting to talk about, which is Gods of Egypt. Mm. Now, you know, Gods of Egypt is like that weird one with like mostly white people playing Egyptian gods and everything. Right. And, you know, sometimes that little mythological stuff, there's definitely something nerdy there, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But the real question is, is like the, you know, chitsy, awful nature of it just too bad, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah and it wasn't. Say? It wasn't so I, bad. It wasn't so bad. It's good either. Yeah, exactly. I feel like yeah, if it was so bad that like nobody even saw it, and and particularly if nobody loves it, like you can't be nerdy without without having some some audience that loves you. Yeah, right? that's that's true. Because so, even if it's so bad, it's good. It's gonna have because the room it qualifies as as nerdy, you know. No, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean it's a classic. So bad, it, you know. So bad, it's good. Yeah. When, I mean that that's yeah. that's one of, one of the standards of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and people absolutely do love the room. I love the room. Right. But <laughs> some people but yeah, are ironically, but, but yeah. But 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 some crappy movie that was that that was just a fiasco that nobody you know nobody saw or cared about. I don't think can can really stand. I agree. In our in mm-hmm. our discussion. Agreed. Right. Okay. Well. I guess we'll just like you know move on past. Okay, that now way. now I have a question, Jeremy. Yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. That movie yeah. was not released in theaters, right? That was like a Netflix exclusive or something. Yes, that's correct. So does that like not count in our discussion? I mean, I think it was like in IMAX theaters, so I think that technically counts. Hmm. So that's I mean, that's true. If you want to count it, I, I mean, I actually didn't see it. But. IMAX theaters? You mean like, you mean like only like like IMAX that's that's in any theater that has IMAX or IMAX no, like how like we grew a, up IMAX? I that's a good question. You know what Actually, I mean? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Because I'm saying is like now now like like you guys remember like when, when you what it meant when you saw an IMAX film is like we were going to the Air and Space Museum, we we're going to to some right. other place in New York where it was you know the size of like 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 a five story building you know, or however right. big it was. Um, and what they have now, which is still great, it's still a big screen, they call IMAX. It's not as big as that. So I'm saying is, like, that's what you mean, the the, 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 the towering IMAX, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, I, I mean, are you? do you want to argue for it, Sam? Is that what you're getting I mean, at? I, I think it's pretty nerdy, but, but maybe it shouldn't count because it was only, like, a limited release. It wasn't a wide release. Mm-hmm. Is it more nerdy if it's in one of those IMAX things that I'm talking about? That, that, that I think is like a very slight nerdiness. If, like, like I don't know if there's anyone who who like spe- who specifically follow it, but that would be pretty nerdy, I think, if you're someone who follows or just weird. If you just follow, um, if you specifically go to those big IMAX films and you follow what's going on, that is kind of cool if you do that. I mean, See I don't know. Cool, I, like, you had a, science I films. I mean. You know, the Star Wars movies have all been in IMAX, and the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises have been, to, you know, but there's also, they do, like, documentaries and stuff, too. I don't know. Yeah, what if you're someone who, like, you really like to go and, and go to see those documentaries? Because they are kind of cool, those big screens. But, mm. anyway, whatever. Anyway, I'm surprised yes. you haven't seen it, Jeremy, Crouching Tiger. 
I, I meant to see it. I just didn't get around to it. Because um, I'm a big fan of the original I, Crouching Tiger. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'd be interested in seeing it. Uh, I guess, it's, well, it's a pretty great movie. I heard yeah. a lot of not great things about it. Mm. So because I of that, I, I kind of like push it off. People are like saying, oh, well, it doesn't hold a candle to the original type of thing. Yeah. I, so, I, I, I have watched the original over the past two years, and it's still a very good movie. Definitely, the I think the battle choreography does not age well and is just very unrealistic. I think people were still in the Matrix like haze when that was out, so they just thought, "Here's another cool thing with them jumping around." But it just kind of some of the fighting just seems, seems kind of silly. But it is still a really good movie. But uh, well, they kind um, of invented some of that stuff, you know. I mean, I really think that like you know some of the style of the way they did it, I think, was pretty new. Yeah, it was, but I, I, I just don't know that it. I, I mean, I, I think someone could argue the other way, but, but I, I just don't think um, that style really holds up now. It look, it looks a little overdone, mm-hmm. you know, just like when you like jump for a second on the ground because they're just, they're just literally flying. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, but that was like that was the shtick. You know, that was like the yeah, point. but 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 I'm saying is I think what makes power sometimes seem really cool is is you know, you have to find that like thin line between what looks like something that someone could do maybe and and that they trained a lot for and something that's just are super powerful as you know mm-hmm. i mean obviously one of the big standard bearers uh, of that and the cool ones is is the matrix because they really explained how they could get better and what they were doing um while still putting in effort while still making it over the top i'm talking about the first matrix because then the subsequent ones were just you know he's just all powerful so anyway yeah all right well uh, we can go on. i guess uh, yeah let's let's do that and the next one of possibility would be Zootopia, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's, you know, a cartoon. It's about animals. It's about racism, you know, and, you know, like most Disney movies, you know, this one is intentionally about racism. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. well. you know, I racist mean, nerds. Certainly so, it has, um... a, it's appealed to a lot of the, you know, the furry types and that kind of thing online for sure. But oh, that's, uh, yeah, you know. I actually hadn't thought about that, but that's a good point. <laughs> that is good. Sam, your groan is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, do you have a perspective on this one? I um, so I saw Zootopia. It's a very good movie. Um, Agreed. I'm, I'm a big fan of the movie. I um, I don't know. It didn't feel particularly nerdy to me. Um, I mean that you yeah. d- you do make a good point about the furries, but I feel like that's a pretty minor, you know, element of the 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 audience um so i would say it's it's not although it is a very good movie it's not very nerdy and i think you know i don't know if we discussed this before either but is like um kid obsession with something while they're a kid is that nerdiness i feel like that's a different thing under a certain age it's it's kind of just a kid being obsessed with it like it's, you mean it's, like like Frozen, like kids. Yeah, Frozen or whatever. I mean, I was super into Ninja Turtles when I was when I was a little kid, like many other mm-hmm. people were. Or Power Rangers. At that at that point, are you are you really are you really that nerdy? I feel like the nerd threshold is like once you start being like a pre teenager or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can get into nerdy stuff, but I think yeah, once you start getting into teenager, that's really like when it's like yeah, you know, legit. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing because I hadn't thought about it, but like that's because we don't we don't think, you know we don't think oh you know that 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 kid who's super into Frozen is a nerd. You're just like you're just like oh it's a kid obsessed with something. Maybe that's what the nerd thing is is once you pass that part in your life where you 
because that's something that's part of you know development as a human is that you're like super obsessed with something early on and then um and then you kind of grow out of it and um and then when you but you could still be obsessed with things so then later on when you're obsessed with something you're, you're it's kind of nerdiness do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. all right yes. so <laughs> what and sam what do you think I mean, is it something that, like, really has any chance of being as nerdy as Deadpool, though? No. No. I mean, like, you can't, you can't compare it to Deadpool. Um, I think, I think we should, I mean, you know, everyone should watch Zootopia. You might learn something. Um, but, uh, but we need to move on to, uh, whatever's next. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so, there isn't that much for a while until we get... To the next comic book movie of the year, which is Batman v Superman: Colon Dawn of Justice. Batman v Superman: Colon of Justice. Wait, no, that's not right. Colon of Justice. Oh wow, someone's getting uh, randy. Take that, Zack Snyder. I, I called your movie a colon. Wait, you, you skipped right over the Divergent series colon Allegiance. Did, no, the I, colon of Allegiance. Yeah, I know from, I skipped from now it. On, from now on, any Freudian slip on, on, on the podcast will be called, oh, he just had a colon of justice moment. <laughs> that's really, oh, that's good, man. That's good. I love the colon of justice. <laughs> uh, no, that, that Divergent stuff, it, that's not, you know, this is the, what, the third or something of the series? Wasn't well received. Uh yeah no, not good. So, I think uh so but what do you, what do you guys think? Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice, you know thoughts? What you know what are we thinking? Well, I mean I think it's I mean any Batman v Superman is obviously like pretty nervy. Like there's a there's a baseline level of nerdiness you know which which clearly exists there. Um, uh-huh. So I think we can all agree that Batman v Superman is definitely nerdy, but the question is, is it as nerdy as Deadpool? Mm-hmm. And I say no. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, as you know, as as much as like Batman and Superman are like nerd icons and all of that, um, they're they're like too famous, you know, too popular, too big. There's been so many movies about them. There's been they're like so much a part of like you know just like, mainstream culture that, um, you know, I mean, when you compare that to Deadpool, who's this, like, weird, obscure character who, like, doesn't really fit in and, like, doesn't make sense and was never really famous or popular until now, um, you know, really, I think that that, that kind of makes the difference in, in pushing Deadpool over the top to say, like, sorry, like, Deadpool is is even nerdier than than Batman, even nerdier than Superman. Um, what do you guys think? Did you agree with that? I, I I feel like he makes a good point. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a really good point. And I think I think I think the the other thing too is I mean I agree with everything you said, Sam. And 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 Deadpool is definitely just just nerdier. Just so many things about it are, are nerdier. Um, um. The the thing is also I was going to make an argument being being like well you know Zack Snyder does these big blockbuster mainstream stuff that makes it 
um, sort of less nerdy. But at the same time, we do know that Zack Snyder himself is a huge fan and probably is a nerd about stuff. Yeah. So I mean, that actually does that actually does work in his favor. Um, and well, actually, was, it's it, Zack Snyder was the one who like pushed really hard to make Watchmen, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which yeah, I mean, as like, as I mean, you have to argue... be pretty nerdy to even know what Watchmen is, yeah. you know, to want to make a movie out of it. You could even argue that about Three Hundred. Honestly, well, right. I think like, we. I mean, I to, think to, we... To, to, to... Didn't we argue that basically one of the problems is that he did it too nerdy of Watchmen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the the, the issue with the issue with Zack Snyder is not his like devotion or even his nerdiness. That's not what the issue is. The issue is how he makes the movies. Like mm-hmm. that's that's always the issue. Like because I, I was gonna say you can even argue that perhaps he is even nerdier than Ryan Reynolds. Now, Ryan Reynolds gets some super nerd points for the whole Deadpool thing, right. but it's it's po- I don't know comparing the two of them, but it's very possible that Zack Snyder has a wider berth of of um, of nerd knowledge and devotion than than Ryan Reynolds. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, mm. considering the, the the breadth of his work and what he's actually worked on. So, um, but still, I agree with Sam. I mean, at the end of the day, the project itself, Deadpool. Is a nerdier thing. Zack Snyder is capable of making a nerdier thing, I think, than um, than maybe maybe even the Deadpool. Definitely something nerdier than Batman v Superman. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Sucker Punch was kind of like a cluster F of weird nerdy stuff. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to mention Sucker Punch. I think Sucker Punch is actually nerdier than Batman v Superman mm-hmm. in some ways. Well, so is Watchmen. Yeah. And 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 maybe even 300. Again, I mean, 300 mm-hmm. is even if you say the movie, you know, like, and I didn't really like the movie, it's based off of a, it's based off of a Frank Miller thing, and it's not like people, re- I mean, comic book people knew about Frank Miller, but it's not like people knew in the mainstream knew about Frank Miller, um, before um before Sin City, so yeah, right, you know, so. Yeah. All right, well, so Deadpool. All Deadpool. right, so Deadpool's still in the lead. And so next, I have two sequels for you guys to think about. One of them, My Big Frack Greek Wedding 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> the movie that was 15 years in the making, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, was it, was it really 15 years? I think, yeah, yeah it was like been nine, a while. I it was, was in like, high school. It was like 99 or something, was the first one. Wow. It was, it, I don't think it was 99. No, it wasn't 99. All right, I'll look was, it up. Oh, it was 2002. Sorry. Yeah, I remember being in high school. It was the, it was the movie 14 years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still quite a lot. But, you know, apparently, like, I guess she was like, hey, I realize no one's been asking me to make a sequel in five years. She's like, I better do it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, can still get paid for it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that movie. I, I feel like that movie. I, I really like my big fat Greek wedding. I feel like that movie was just a lot of really good weather for that, and it was a very solid movie that that that, that had some influence um, in terms of you know what else was made after that. But I just don't think other things held up well. Just I don't think it, there is. I, I remember. I mean, the the TV spinoff was, bleh. and um, and I haven't seen this most recent movie, but well, but, I you still know, think the I first movie has a lot of charm to it still. Yes, uh, yes. And the sequel kind of like, it mostly didn't work, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. It was like 90% not good, mm-hmm. which is not particularly a good one, but I'd also uh, right. it bombed as well. So, 
So that we can throw that one out. But then you know, the other sequel is uh, God's Not Dead Two. <laughs> no, oh what is God. that? Is that a, is that is that a Chris? Is that is Kevin that Sorbo? Christian? Is that the Kevin Sorbo movie? He was in God's <laughs> Not Dead One. No. Oh no. come on, Sam. <laughs> no, no. This one, this one has its own set of character actors. Uh, it has a Sabrina the Teenage Witch in it. Melissa Joan oh. Hart. Yeah, oh my God. I like Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, she's like the one yeah. who's uh, being attacked by the evil forces of the ACLU. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not a joke, bitch. Uh, Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! With, the description is claws. so funny. Well, I mean, it, listen, okay, Ray Weiss, uh, Ray Weiss, who's guy. who's a great character actor, plays the evil evil lawyer, who is a, uh, and Ernie Hudson, who's played like forty judges. Uh, he was from Ghostbusters, of course. Also plays a judge in this one. So you know, there's a lot of that stuff. Anyway, we'll move along to uh, the next one, which. Actually, I think there's a little bit of something to it, which is a Hardcore Henry. Now, have you guys oh. heard of Hardcore Henry? Hardcore Henry is the FPS movie, mm-hmm. right? It's like what? the whole thing is shot. First the entire person movie is like shot in first person perspective. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Nice. And I remember watching the trailer for it and being like, "This is a really cool concept for a movie." Now, I I have not I didn't see it, and I heard that it has like no plot at all. Like zero plot, right? Um, but but that being said, I think it's pretty nerdy and very gutsy to to try to make an entire movie like just from first person perspective, where like basically the audience is the hero, yeah, like, literally. Like is, you watching is, is, the movie, is this, you're the hero. I mean, that's is this that's the cool. Neil is this the Neil Blomkamp movie that's like no, shot from no. like first person, or is that something totally no, different? No, no, I know Charlotte Copley is in it, but it's not Neil Blomkamp. You know, I mean, well, maybe I, that's the one I'm talking about. Maybe it's the one that's totally from a from perspective. Maybe, it, yeah. maybe, maybe this is the one I'm talking about. Is 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 Neil Blomkamp or did he fit, do a movie that is also all from first person? Uh, if he did, I've never heard. I, I don't know. I don't okay. know. Okay, so maybe, maybe he did. Like, I got confused because I saw Charles Oakley. Yeah, well, unrelated. It okay. just happened that he's in it. I mean, he is working on some kind of alien sequel at some point, but I don't know when that's supposed to come out. Alien sequel. Yeah, like, like another, another one. Yeah, like another one. But you mean yeah. like like um, district whatever it was? No, no, no. Like district, alien, like district alien, district alien aliens. That's, what that, alien no, no, that's, what was, yeah. that's why I was asking yeah. it. That's why I was asking yeah. it. So okay. suppose you know it's like it, production hasn't started, the script's been written. I don't know. But okay, hardcore Henry. I think so hardcore Henry. We could give it. I mean, so we don't. I think it's not as nerdy as Deadpool, but is it nerdier than Superman? The Batman colon Dawn of Justice. That's a tough one. Yeah. Damn. That is really tough because that's very totally going to create like I mean I don't know if it did but it, it it's definitely a recipe for creating a a very a very you know like at least a very enthusiastic cult following to it. You know yeah. like that that's yeah. a movie that's a movie people create like a night where they're all going to watch it invite friends and have, even have a party around it. You know like a viewing. Of something like that. I mean, this is you know what I mean. This is like a micro budget movie, like two or three million dollars. It made like you know fourteen, you know, right. which isn't particularly great, but it's pretty decent for that's the amount of a budget. Nice ROI. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, for what it is, it's like, you know, that's not such a bad idea. And I've, you know, there's been not, a, you know, some of the critics were not happy, but a lot of people gave it like positive reviews. I actually didn't get to see that one. Uh, I think it might have been around like Passover or something, but, mm-hmm. uh, but that, uh, so, but I still feel like to me, since I saw Superman be Batman or Batman be Superman, colon, not Justice, colon, colon, uh, colon Justice, there's a lot of really obscure, kind of nerdy stuff in the movie that really confused general audiences. Right. And even this, like, it's a mainstream movie. I think that to me, even if it's not as nerdy as Deadpool, it's still nerdier than Hardcore Henry is. At least that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I haven't that's seen fair. Hardcore Henry, but that's just how, right. that's how I feel. Yeah. I um I mean I think yeah. I have to I just have to point out about Hardcore Henry that there's there's definitely like clear like video game roots. Yes. In mm-hmm. the whole concept of this movie. Right? Like it's clearly very much inspired by first person video games. And that I think, you know, going for that particular audience makes it kind of nerdy, but I'm still I'm I'm willing to go with you, Jeremy. You know, on on Batman v Superman, that yeah. you think that it's just not quite on the level of nerdiness of Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, like I have to respect the makers of of Hardcore Henry for just being really creative and doing just doing something different. Yes, we cool. uh, we're we're agreed with all of that stuff. Okay, all right. So let's uh, let's move on, and I think the next one that could be considered is if you guys want to pick anything else let me know i was thinking it's probably going to be captain america civil war unless you guys feel like you have another one okay. instead yeah so what do you think um yeah anything yeah, else good, to jump out it's a good option i'm i'm still skimming through the uh let me see yeah i don't really see anything that stands out i don't know keanu's a little nerdy uh, no <laughs> well it is a little nerdy because it's, um, i mean it's a it's from key and peel and they're right. it's a, you know it's about like having to save their cat named keanu named for keanu reeves but right i mean the characters themselves are kind of nerdy but i don't really feel like the movie right just, right, like, right, it, right. It, and there's other... um and then there's ratchet and clank which is based on a, a video game yeah from like forever ago that is nerdy so that's, that's like kind of nerdy but I, I don't even remember that movie existing. Like, it must have just come and gone in, like, a second. Oh, my God. Paul Giamatti? John Goodman? They played <laughs> voices in this movie. What the hell? How did I not know about this movie? Wait, wait, wait. Ratchet and Clank was, it was a pretty popular video game. I know, but I'm just, like, surprised. Well, I guess Paul Giamatti will do anything, because that's true. I, I wasn't. I guess I, I, I do like that. him a lot. John Goodman. James, I don't know who James Taylor is. Oh, he. I assume not uh, the, I'll tell you who he is. Ladies and gentlemen, James, James Taylor. No, I know who he is. James Taylor <laughs> has done a lot of video games and like cartoon stuff. He played uh, Titus in Final Fantasy X. Okay. So I think the next one is Captain America: Civil War. Unless anything else, guys. Anything else? Mm, no. Not for me. Uh, yeah. No. Let's talk about Captain America. All right, so we all agree, obviously, Captain America: Civil War is a nerdy movie. But the question is, does it beat our, you know, the Superman movie, or mm-hmm. does it beat Deadpool for that matter? Which I don't think so. But 
Yeah, I don't think so either. What do you think? You know, Sam, Bench, does it beat Superman? Um, I think so. I'm going to say yes, mainly because of the inclusion of Spider-Man as a teenager. Teenage Spider-Man is pretty nerdy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he is a nerd himself, certainly. He is, he is himself a nerd and and is intended to be that way. Um, and I think that, that adds a, a, a nerdy element to the movie. And also, um, Batman v Superman takes itself so seriously yep. that, um, you know, I think that Actually, kind I of detracts. <laughs> well, <laughs> I haven't seen it either, but, but from what I understand. Does it um, take itself seriously? Yes. Yeah. It does. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what everyone says. So, um, so I, you know, I think... <clears throat> Captain America is a little more fun. It's a little, you know, it's it's. I mean, it's still serious, also, but it's, you know, but it's it's also like um, it doesn't. It's not quite as heavy and dark. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sorry, go ahead. yes, no, please well, go well, ahead. I, I was I was gonna say too that that though it's not Joss Whedon, which which you know, automatically like ups the level of nerdness. You know, yeah. Um, um, though it's not that it was it was you know this franchise this uh. This uh, arc, this universe was started by Joss Whedon. About, obviously, people yeah. don't know. I'm talking about the movie, these, these, this movie universe. Right. And even though they tried to make it a mainstream thing, I think these guys who, who made it, the whatever their names are, who made it, are, the are very Russo um, brothers. Are, yeah, the Russo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Russo I mean, they're, they're 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 great filmmakers, but also, I mean, they're at least very good filmmakers. And the other thing is that they not only tried to make good movies, you, they didn't just. Like they tried to include the nerdy elements. They tried to keep the continuity of the story going. They tried to throw in I don't want to say Easter eggs. I don't think they did a lot of necessarily Easter egg things, but, but they, they throw in Yeah, well so there's that. That's nerdy to, to, to do. And also like they threw in things so that if you know the if you know the comic books, you're gonna recognize certain things. There are and they included like all the characters. So it's not the nerdiest movie ever. I don't think it's nerdier than Deadpool, but it is it is nerdier than, than than Batman v Superman, I would say, uh, the mm-hmm. colon of justice, and I I think that it's um, uh, you know I I just for those reasons the fact that they that they tried to have the inclusion of um of aspects of of the of the Marvel universe that isn't just super mainstream stuff makes it nerdier. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I think I agree, Sam. You uh, you concur? Yes. All yes, right. I'm, I'm with Benji. So we got a new number two, Captain America, Dawn of mm-hmm. Civil War. Mm-hmm. All right. And, of course, uh, Deadpool is Dawn of Pool, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, so Dead let me, of Pool. Let me give you some interesting choices here. Which uh, Now, there's there's a movie called The Nice Guys but from Shane Black, which is kind of like nope. you know old-school 70s-style with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, kind of like comedy, action, crime, drama type thing. Uh, yeah, what, have can I, I ask you something about that? Yeah. Because I haven't seen it. Is, yeah. it. is it a serious movie? Is no. it like a comedy? Is yeah. it like... I, well, it's kind of like I'm describing that it. Movie out, you know, it's, without not having seen it. It's like, you know, there are some dramatic pieces, but it's mostly like a kind of capery, you know? It's like, it's like, what if L.A. Confidential was like comedic? <laughs> okay. What if what if what if two or three st- genres of movies 
tried to unsuccessfully mesh together. Oh, you didn't like that's, it? That's what the movie. Yeah, I, I I like aspects of it. And of course, I I like both Ryan Gosling and uh, and Russell Crowe a lot. Um, I don't know. It seemed to be trying to to to, to be like a few different things, and it was like it was uh, you know, I think it was I think it was unsuccessful, uh, like also, and 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 it wasn't. It, it wasn't as nerdy as as, as uh, Dawn of Justice, I don't think. Okay. Even I haven't seen Dawn of Justice. All right. Well, what about yeah. what about Angry Birds? You know, the angriest of birds. It's based on a video game. I mean, <clears throat> a stupid video yeah. game, but it is based on a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a solid point. Yeah. You know, I mean, what do you think? Any any possible chance that it could be considered nerdy or what? No. No chance. None. No, there's not no chance. There's not no <laughs> chance. Come on. There's there's not like Huh? There's not no. there's not no chance. But Angry Birds you know. I mean it's based on a like a a mobile game, a mobile app, like that's yeah. uh well I, there's nothing nerdy about it. I no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think I reject there's not, there's, there's I reject not nothing. Product. Yeah, I think no, it's because not there's... nothing, but I do agree there's no chance that it's anything close to the same level of the rest of the stuff. You know, I, I think that's right. definitely true. So I think we can for sure kind of like put it down with you know from anything we have so far. So I want to give you oh. instead an alternate choice, a movie called The Lobster. Now The Lobster is this very weird, odd indie sci-fi movie that's like very kind of low budget it stars you know Rachel Weisz and Colin Farrell and it's in a weird future dystopian kind of british side society where you get turned into animals if you can't find a matching mate hmm. and it's weird and i think pretty you know kind of nerdy in that kind of like indie sci-fi way so i think you got to give it a little cred to that. It's actually gotten a lot of attention. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. love it. Now, I liked it, but, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I mean, I'm not always on the same page with these types of things. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be hard to knock off a lot of the, the, the Deadpool stuff, because um, basically, like, because the other thing that, even if this is super nerdy, the other thing is, is like, is like Deadpool also has a universe around it, an already existing fan base and stuff to go off of. So it's going to be so. So that also counts in some nerd favor, right there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, right? I mean, do you agree with me? I mean, this thing that you just said, uh, lo- lobster. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have like other things in the universe, correct? No, it's it's brand new. So yeah, I don't I don't really know much of anything about the lobster. I've heard people talking about it. But, like, I don't feel like I have any sense of what it is. Um, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know until you just told me that it was, like, sci-fi. Hmm. Um, I mean, I I don't feel like I'm in a position to, like, make any sort of judgments about the nerdiness of this movie. Because I, I really don't know anything about it. Um, so I'm going to have to defer to you, Jeremy. Um, okay. Tell us, is this movie nerdy? Yes, but I have to say I don't think it's as nerdy as some people do. I would put it below. That was loud. Sorry, I'm just trying to get away from where there's noise. 
right, which I'll, is not working out. Apparently. I'm gonna have to put it below hard, Hardcore Henry though, so it's lower on okay. the list. Now, okay. so what about? I'd like you guys to to visit an interesting movie. It it's listed as coming out, you know, on May 27th. It's right. it stars two of a our most beloved actors, um, and it's called The Do Over, and it's a it came out on Netflix. It stars Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler, and it's okay. a nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what about X Men Apocalypse? Dawn of Apocalypse. <laughs> we just we just glossed over that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dungey. We're not talking about Adam Sandler's awesome Netflix movies. only movie. Uh, Rob Schneider is a do-over. Oh, um, it has David Spade. What a surprise! <laughs> nice. Come on. What are you What are you hating on, Sam? Yeah, Sam. <laughs> it's Why on you, your complete what? corner right now. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. All right. <laughs> All right so, Men, so Dawn of Apocalypse. So, so dawn of uh, dawn of apocalypse. Yeah, dawn of apocalypse. Um, <laughs> Colin of X Men. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, I love X Men, and I really enjoyed this movie. I um, I would not. Uh, it's still probably not as nerdy as Deadpool, but it's closer because I mean, it has it has. First of all, having apocalypse in there, like. I mean that's that's an extension of the like like if you're just doing run of the mill um X-Men stuff everyone knows Magneto and the major X-Men. You know so and there so there are other people that are that are included in you know the X-Men universe that have that that can be discussed but you know Apocalypse is like getting deeper into there. Mm-hmm. And so there's that mm-hmm. and they had a number of characters and um it it right it stayed it stayed with the with the mythos of apocalypse. He wasn't the same character as he was, at least in this show. I don't know what he's like in the comic books, right. but um, but he like, I don't know. I was I was a big fan of it. So I mean, I would say more than Dawn of Justice, but even though you could say Deadpool is technically an X Men universe, uh, uh, Deadpool, I still say, oh wow, it is tough though. Because of the number of like references and things in there that that were you know that can make it nerdy in X Men universe, make it kind of up the nerdiness. Um, though of course it was in a, it wasn't necessarily made in a nerdy way. Like it, it it was it was made for a mainstream audience in, in a lot of ways. Right. So that's where I stand right now. I'm not sure. I, I guess I would go with Deadpool still in the end, but. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts in well, no, no, putting those things into account? I still feel like it goes below Captain America and above Superman. Oh, that's this. right. Yeah, I mean, I assume. Yeah. Ben, you uh, you agree? I actually. So remember, I haven't seen Apocalypse, and I also haven't haven't seen um, Batman v Superman. I right. did see Civil War. Um, Apocalypse, just from like seeing the trailers and my impression of it and whatever, it actually feels nerdier to me than Civil War. I think, um, I think Deadpool is probably still number one, but I would put Apocalypse at number two mm-hmm. because it's just like the story is like a little weirder. It's a little harder to get into than even Civil War. The, the characters aren't as familiar and like. The premises that you just have to like suspend your disbelief and accept are like you know more larger, they're more difficult. 
you know uh -huh. so it's just it just requires that that either like you know the background knowledge or just like that buy-in from the start mm -hmm. um, that's a good point know, yeah because i don't know if anyone is going to get into it because it's like he's you know he's he's control you know he's like being like this kind of like this like cult you know he's starting this like cult of, of mutants and stuff and that's like that's very deep into the universe mm -hmm. you know yeah. it's not like, it's not like a beginner it's not like a beginner you know intro to uh to the x-men world yeah so that's my feeling i would i would put apocalypse at at number two so far behind deadpool hmm okay well ben do you, do you agree with that is that what you go is that your vote too i i, I want to so, so i'm, I'm you, pretty you, biased you could both you know i mean we're, it's majority rules here so if you guys right. say that you know that it's in second, then that's what it is. Let's do it. All right, Sam, we're together in this. All right, all right. All right so Jeremy's ass. yeah, we're punching Jeremy. Yeah, nerd punch. Nerd punch. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. All right, so let's move on now. Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows. We discussed this even last year that we mm -hmm. thought you know as a potential nerdy movie. Now, as it turns out, it did not do well at all. Uh, I think though, know, you know, there's still you gotta acknowledge. It's still a nerdy property, even with those Michael Bay auspices associated. Yes, with it. yes, 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 but I, absolutely. I, but that being said, I think you got to throw it down there, right? All right. Now, what about Pop Star? Never stop, never stopping. It's a Lonely Island movie. It's like a, you know, it's a pet, you know, it's like a parody of those like, you know, behind the scenes of, you know, people who are in the bands and everything. Right. Is it is it a is it a mockumentary or is it just like like kind of like the Juby Cox thing was the yeah yeah it's a biopics. mockumentary oh it's a mockumentary okay cool so I mean, I've, yeah I have heard very good things about Popstar I heard it was it was yeah. really funny and also like really like the parody is like on point um is it nerdy I don't know yeah I mean I thought it was decent I actually. It's weird, like, I always find that, like, their music videos to be a lot funnier than their movies, even if their movies are pretty decent, I think. Uh, yeah, because but... they're very funny with, with music. Like, their songs are hilarious. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I liked it, but I didn't think it was, at least for me, particularly nerdy. Uh, like, it was a little, but not, like, super. That's, that's my, my perspective, anyway. You know, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah. so yeah. let's. Uh, I think we can like it's not really on there. So what about though Warcraft? Now Warcraft it did well in China. It didn't do well in the U.S. I mean, you know it's it's a you know it's a nerdy kind of movie. It's a nerdy property. But what do we you know what do we think? Does it count? Do, you know, is it is it in the league? Is it in the running? Maybe. Did they make it? That's the other thing. Like, did they? Was it made in more of a palatable mainstream way, or did it really try to reference, um, you know, things that people knew, or was it like? Oh no, like, no! I heard it was like impenetrable. What do you mean impenetrable? To people who didn't know Warcraft. Okay, I mean that's that's pretty nerdy, and you know, I, one of the pointing comparisons I can think of, even though this doesn't, doesn't, I don't think it has an outside universe, like you know, like the Chronicles of Riddick. Was uh -huh. was a pretty a pretty nerdy movie, and I enjoyed it. Um, and it wasn't like it didn't seem like it was trying to 
pander to the to the to the widest audience. It seemed like it was like a lot of a lot of specific types of fans who would who would enjoy it. So I wonder if it's on that level. Mm. What do you think, Sam? Um, I think that um, I don't know. It's tough. Like it clearly wasn't nerdy enough to a, appeal to Warcraft fans in the United States because it didn't really make a lot of money in the U.S. But I guess, like, it was, it was very popular in China, so they must have liked it. So, like, I don't know how to really take that. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess it is nerdy. Like, you can't really deny its nerdiness. Of course, yeah. yeah. Especially um, this, getting into the story of Warcraft, like, that's, that's really nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, it's certainly in the top five or so, right? It's in that group. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. I think that that's a good speaking speaking fairly. I'd say making it like number five out of the, the group could be good, and maybe over Dawn of Justice, you know, just because of the sheer nerdy, nerdy, nerdiness of Warcraft, you know, mm. might just edge it up above it. But okay, I think I can yeah. agree with that. All right, so we can. I think we can move on, and you know, keep moving on. But there is one interesting one. It's like a small movie, but it was called. But it's called Raiders: The Story of the Greatest Fan Film Ever, and it's a documentary about a you know a group of kid you know friends who did a shot for shot remake of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is obviously exceptionally nerdy. So it's a documentary yep, about a fan film. It was a very limited release, but we kind of we're saying if it was in the theater at all, are we counting it? You know. Mm. You know, wait, wait. Who who has seen it? Nobody's seen it. It's not. A, you can't even buy it yet. Oh. So I right. haven't seen it either, for that matter. Uh, so I think just because no one has even seen it, yeah, you know, I think we can't. I think we gotta let's skip past it, right? Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's All right. What about Independence Day number dose, Dawn of Resurgence? <laughs> no, but but you know. Dawn of Resurgence. That's such a, <laughs> such a dumb name, but it's great. It, it's Dawn just Resurgence, man. It's just Resurgence. Oh. It's still stupid. But, I mean... I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, you know, we should at least give it, like, an honorable mention in terms of some some stuff because it's because uh, of some nerdiness. Because Independence Day has its own little sort of following. Independent, you know, Independence Day is can also be in the category definitely of so bad it's good. It's got some nostalgia stuff, you know. People yeah. know it. The iconic image of also like the alien thing destroying the the White House is like a, a super iconic image. So yeah, so no I mean question. like it's 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 so I just I think it just deserves a, a little honorable nod in the yeah. nerdy category. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what about the B F G? Which is, as you may recall, based off of uh, the Roald Dahl you know, book, you know. So, you know, sort of a fantasy, modern fantasy type thing. You know, so what do we think, you know? Is there anything uh, there? What's, what's, what's the premise of it? BFG? It's like this kid who's like an orphan, because that's how these things always are. She's a girl, mm-hmm. and she accidentally, like, sees a giant... Who's like basically Peach. he basically uh. tries to give kids good dreams, and he's like the one friendly giant, and all the other giants are like assholes. What does BFG stand for? The big friendly giant. Oh, this is an old school, like several decades old novel. One of the Roald Dahl books, you know. I mean, I mean, if it's Roald Dahl, 
like that does give it its own nerdy category. I mean, you know, cl- classic seminal yeah. works that have big impact and are 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 great and have their own little world and following and, and all that stuff and very unique. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I guess we're 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 not putting it like up to the other ones then, right? Yeah. 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 All right. I agree. Okay. So, what about the next one, which is a you know kind of a kind of a big deal, if you will, which is uh, Hillary's America, the secret history <laughs> of the Democratic <laughs> Party, which is a, de- a documentary that asks, who are these Democrats and what are they hiding? And it's by, it's by a uh, acclaimed. Just stupid, stupid, terrible filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza, mm-hmm. who uh, is known for also being just like a, a real idiot. And I think he also did see he did uh, Obama's America, and uh, he did America. Imagine the world without her. Yeah. So. So you know. so so I don't think I I would just make a vote that that for this podcast purposes. We're not going to do like talk about political movies or anything like yeah. that. However, I will say if we were to do a, a like a political movie podcast thing of, of something against each other, yeah, again, like with that movie, we would have to compare it probably to Michael Moore's Trump Land, right? Sure. That's that's that's, that's what we would have to. Do. I think that would be fair uh, to do that. But we're yeah, not. but I think neither one's going to be counted in our list. All right. So what All about right. what that's about fair. those are the opposite extremes? I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. So what yeah. about yeah. Ghostbusters? Now, Ghostbusters is one of these things where anyone who says it was amazing is biased. Anyone who says it was awful is probably also biased. Mm-hmm. Anyone who says it's mediocre is probably correct. You know, I think yeah. I think it but, was fine. But, I, I, but regardless of whether it was good or bad, it was definitely nerdy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like hard to really get past that, but I just don't think... It meets the nerdy, you know. It, it's like the problem is a lot of this is just sort of like anytime you do a remake of a classic property, mm-hmm. it always feels like yeah. it's like trying to appeal to the nerdy people, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ghostbusters mm-hmm. isn't exactly an unknown at this point. Yeah, right? there there is nerdiness around it, and it has the show yes. too from it, sure. which I remember loving. Yeah, um, really, that's interesting. I mean, as a kid, like I don't know if it was good or not. I mean, I, I, also, I also love Captain Planet because he's our hero. Well, but... Captain Planet doesn't hold up at all. I think some Ghostbusters episodes of the cartoon, I think they do hold up. I've watched a couple on YouTube. I but... think, didn't Slimer didn't Slimer speak in in the oh, show? Oh yeah, when Slimer became bigger in the show, the show got worse for sure. But. Wasn't uh, he like their like mascot? Basically? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. all right, yeah. but the tangents aside, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't really like Ghostbusters, but I mean, a lot of it did seem like it was just like it trying to like, like it was like that classic problem with a lot of these like remakes and movie, you know, trying to like Terminator Salvation had the same problem or Terminator Genesis. I'm sorry, where it's like, let's set things up and the next movie will have the real movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. So it was just like, and I it felt usually like, doesn't work out that way. Yeah, and I think that happened here too, where they're just like, 
they just assumed it would be a huge success, which it wasn't. It didn't do that well. And, you know, I, I feel like you could probably put it above Hardcore Henry, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can put it even over, you know, Superman just because, yeah. you know, it, all its Easter eggs were just, like, the obvious ones. Like, oh, here's the yeah. Scape of Marshmallow Man. Here's Slimer. Here's a Lady right. Slimer. Right. Right. Oh, so, so it was, like, kind of la- lazy nerdiness. Exactly. So, okay. to, yeah. me, to me, that, like, pushes it down a lot. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So, here's a, here's a big one coming up. Yep. Right? Yeah. Star Trek, no colon, beyond. Right. Star Trek, the... Dawn of Beyond, that's right. Dawn of Beyond. Now, um, I mean, you can't avoid Star Trek. You know, right. That's, you know, it is nerdy. However, these Star Trek movies, they're all pretty action-y. Right, they're yeah. clearly less nerdy than, like, traditional Star Trek. For sure. Well, they, they, yeah. they they are, I think, I don't, I don't remember what I was comparing it to, but I was I was thinking about it earlier, about, like, what's what's an example of, like, um, oh yeah, like like it, it's, I think it's really good to compare it to like Civil War or any of mm-hmm. the um, Rousseau brothers, right? That's their names. Um, yes. Any of their any of their stuff, um, because what I'm saying is is like is like the Rousseau brothers definitely make it palatable for a wide audience, and you don't have to be fans necessarily. Though you probably will enjoy it a little more if at least you have a cursory knowledge of the stuff. But but right. but um, it's not it's exclusively made for fans, but they do a good job of still not betraying too much nerdiness right. um and i would say that you know the the reboot of the star trek movies pretty much completely not not completely because they have references and they have some things but it's yeah, it, not they're completely. not they're not they're not star trek like like they just don't have even even if like i think there's been enjoyable things in them even if you want to like them as movies um which right. i don't no, necessarily but but they're not star trek like, like yeah like, they really right. feel like they're they're trying to reject you know yeah the the classic like star trek um, you know, aesthetic. And yeah, like, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not like... just aesthetic, but like the it, honestly, like the, the the soul of it. I mean, like what what yeah. are some conventions of? And Star I think Trek? I think the reason is pretty simple, unfortunately, which is you know nowadays, the, with the international audiences being so important, subtlety and complexity is not something that people think will sell. And yeah, you know, action but... scenes and cool style, you know, cool like. You know, at, you know, blowing up stuff. You know, that's the stuff that anybody, any culture can understand. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's a new thing, though, Jeremy. And I think, I mean, I think it's a constant argument. Well, it's not but new, like, but I but, mean, I'm but, just saying. But, well, well, I, the, the, the thing is, though, I will say, because to compare it with, with Star Wars, I mean, we, you know, we had our whole Rogue One discussion about how there are definitely some things about Rogue One that that were not like the typical feel of Star Wars, but I think there was still enough Star Wars stuff in there that it was Star Wars. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure some people will disagree, but but you know, like Star Trek. I mean, the, because the other thing about Star Trek is a big thing about Star Trek is, you know, kind of the quizzical nature of it, of, of sort of questioning your morality, like in a certain way, and like it's just like obviously you you can update it. There's some things about about Star Trek, like back in the day, that are kind of that kind of don't age well mm-hmm. in terms of like concepts and and and, and lessons, but you can update that. I mean, it has to be done well, obviously, but you can update those things. And, and these all right, are, so it sounds like you're, because of all you're saying, you're really putting Star Trek, like, low because of yeah. all that. So here's yeah. my question for you, uh, both of you, actually. Like, yeah. I was originally thinking, okay, Star Trek, you know, more nerdy than Ghostbusters, but less than Superman. You know, but what do you think? Do you think it's actually lower than that? 
Um, actually, you... I, I don't know. It, it, it might be it might be more nerdy than Ghostbusters just by because it sounds like they're they're both lazy nerdiness. But it sounds like Star Trek. First of all, it sounds like the movies I haven't seen Beyond, but I've seen a couple in this recent reboot. It seems like they're better movies. Um, and but the other thing about it is Star Trek just itself is just a super huge, wide, complex, and one of the pinnacles of nerdy universes. So even just being in it, dipping into that at all, I think, I, I think gives it, you know, some of the nerdiness. And I think that goes above, above Ghostbusters. Because also there's some people who are who are such big Star Trek fans. I mean, there are Trekkies that'll still see the movie because it's part of Star Trek. So. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's move on then. Now, I think the next one to bring up, I mean, we gotta like at least bring it up, is Suicide Squad. Now we've right. talked about it before. I'm the only one who's seen it. I think, uh, you know, its real problem is like that it was edited poorly, and I and I've heard that the extended cut is better because it doesn't have quite the awful editing in it, even if there's some things that are just you know, yeah. But what do we? So you know, the fact is, you know. It's still getting into kind of an obscure comic book property. Suicide Squad, uh -huh. at least before this, was not a well-known DC thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think I had heard of it before, but yeah, but you know, you're in a yeah. different world with this stuff. Right. You know, right. I'm just saying, you know, everyone's heard of Superman and Batman. You know, everyone's heard of Wonder Woman, even if they haven't seen the old show, just because she's she's such a popular character. But Suicide Squad is, you know, like, has anyone heard of Guardians of the Galaxy? Suicide Squad is maybe a little bit more, you know, known than that, but not that much yeah. more. Well, they, they use some well-known villains. I mean, Harley Quinn is pretty well-known. By this not point, that's Joker, true. But, yeah, yeah, so I feel like because of all that, I got to put it above Star Trek. Uh, but just, you know, this, just the sort of, like, way they kind of, like, you know... I don't know, commodified it or whatever you want to say. Like they just like flattened it out mm -hmm. to make it, you know, make lowers the dirty thing to me. What you guys agree? Flattened, flattened out Suicide Squad. You said. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but you're saying lower than Star Trek? No, not lower than Star Trek. I think. Uh, yeah. I, think it's I mean, I, I don't think it, I don't think it necessarily needs to be in the top five, but it, it still is kind of close. I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but but like. The inclusion of all the obscure characters, you know, the the, the like, you know, it, it's still a risk to do. That doesn't necessarily make it nerdy if it's a risk to do. But but even if it didn't achieve totally its goal, it it it, it still got the, the nerdiest thing. And, and and also part of it too is, in a weird way, it, we're talking about the response. It did spike up more interest in Harley Quinn. Like yes. there's been a slight sort of, it feels like there's been a slight sort of cult following now of Harley Quinn. Yes, um, yes, I agree. The recent one, which All is right. something. So what do you think? Does this push it above Superman? Does it push it above Warcraft? You know, what are we thinking? Hmm. Um, what do you guys? What, what's what, what's the thought? I think I think yes. I think I think it is nerdier than 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 Batman v Superman. Um. Warcraft, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Pretty much tied. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Ben, what do you think? Do you agree or not? Ben? So definitely above Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely above Star. Um, um, uh, is it below Batman v Superman? That that that's really that's really the question. 
Um, I mean, I think if, like if, <sighs> if we cut out like the quality difference, which I think Batman v Superman, for even for its faults, I think is a better movie than Suicide Squad. But I think just like the Suicide Squad, I think you know it gets into a nerdier space, but because it's still so flattened out, I gotta put it below Warcraft. That's my perspective. So mm-hmm. you guys, you guys agree with me? Yeah. You say it's lower than Warcraft? Yeah. Because Warcraft. Gonna go yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. go with. I'm gonna go with with what you're saying. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's let's move on. No, so Jeremy, that... I don't know. I don't know if you were planning to mention this movie, but I just have to bring it up. Kubo um, and the Two Strings. Well, no, I, I was going to mention Kubo and the Two Strings, which is a great movie. But um, before we talk about Kubo and the Two Strings, let's talk about Kingsglaive Final Fantasy 15. Oh yeah, no, I hadn't gotten because... to that yet. Did that? Did that? Did, oh. Wait, did that come out in 2016? Yes, technically yeah, it was under, uh, limited 19. release. Uh, limited it was technically. Yeah, yeah. um, it starts. Oh, wow. It includes the voices of Lena Headey and Sean Bean, and it's a prequel, I believe, to Final Fantasy XV, the game. Yes. I um, believe that's correct. Well, I did not see it, uh, okay. nor have I played the game of Final Fantasy XV, because I'd have to buy PlayStation 4 or 5 or whatever they're up to, uh, and I'm not really interested <laughs> in buying a system just for one game. Right. Um, so yeah, so and I, also, I this King's Glaive sounds like that guy... Well, yeah. I haven't what? I haven't seen it either, and I haven't played the game Final Fantasy fifteen. But I feel like this has to be very nerdy, right? I mean, oh, yeah, it's a yeah, movie it is. based on a video game from the Final Fantasy series, which is like you know the core of nerdiness. Um, right, but it is three D animated and limited right. release. So right. I still say not as much as Warcraft because of all that. Well, and and here's here's the other thing about it. Um, uh-huh. I mean, so, I mean, here's the thing: Advent Children. Clearly is super nerdy, and the fact another thing I don't right. know if you mentioned this, Sam. I don't know if you're saying that, or you're implying this, but but um, the fact that it's you know the the fact that it's that it's nerdy, the, the fact that it's like a, a, a like a like a like a precursor to a video game. It's like in the middle of a story is very nerdy, and yeah. but one thing to compare it to, even if it's not this, Spirits Within actually was not that nerdy, considering how nerdy it could have been. You know was, what I mean? It, well, I mean, yes. I don't know. It was, certainly, it was pretty nerdy. It was nerdy, but it, but it definitely, I don't know. Well, it could it have could... been more so if it was a direct adaptation. It, it was. Been... I think, from what I recall, I think it was kind of an attempt to make it palatable. Just from what I remember, I haven't seen it in a long time. But I think it was kind of an attempt to make it palatable to non-Final mm, Fantasy fans. Maybe so. All right, but, but I feel so, like so you know, this is a movie that. Yeah, I don't really know how to even classify it, comparing it to like the other movies that we're talking about. Yeah, it just like it's, it it's just, just seems, so different. Yeah, like I don't I don't think it's really fair to compare it. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's not really like a mainstream movie release. Right, mm-hmm. but I, I did just want to mention it, just just honorable you know, for the record. Mention. Yes, yeah. honorable right. mention exactly. Now, do you want to talk about Kubo and the Two Strings? Yeah, let's do that. Kubo and the Two Strings is I I think is a fantastic movie. Um, a big fan. Um, it is it is nerdy in the sense that it's a it's a fantasy. There's lots of magic and stuff. Um, it's very much inspired by by like Japanese culture and Japanese uh, sort of mythology. Um, and um, it's and it's about storytelling and like the magic of storytelling and that kind of thing. Right. Um, Stop motion animation. 
it's yes, it's made with stop motion, which in and itself is is pretty cool and pretty nerdy. Um, that being said, I don't know that it really compares in terms of nerdiness to like the other movies that we've been talking about, you know, as our as our like top nerdy movies. I don't know. I mean, I'm curious. Like, Jeremy, what do you think? Like, like, would you agree with that? Yeah, exactly. I think that all everything you're saying kind of fits. You know, it's not particularly, you know, the most nerdy thing I've seen. So because of all that, I feel like Kubo, you know, it's it's kind of a nerdy vibe to it, but it doesn't go as high as as even like I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's more than Star Trek, but I know I don't even think it's it's more than that. You know, I feel like it, it's it has a vibe, but it's not quite you know that level. It's just, uh, but it's a good movie certainly. You know, the, yes. but that that yes. doesn't make it Very nerdy good. per se. So, all right, now let's uh let's let's continue on, and you know we kind of like move through a few, you know the sort of like the, as you get into like less and less interesting stuff. And what about The Magnificent Seven? The Magnificent Seven is a remake of itself, a remake of The Seven Samurai. Right. Now, I mean, there is an aspect there, just because it's like old school cowboy, you know, stuff. But I feel like, other than like the filmy, remakey vibe to it, it doesn't really fit, right? I think we can agree with that, right? Yes, yes. Uh... I agree. All right, yeah. we, can, we can move on. Yeah. You. You know, what and, and, about yeah, a yeah. weird Tim Burton movie? You know, like Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Now, this this movie is a, you know, it's one of the classic sort of eh, Tim Burton-y movies. You know, it has Ava Green and, you know, Samuel Jackson and so on. You know, I think it doesn't have Johnny Depp in it for some reason. Mm-hmm. But... Does it have a... Oh wait! Didn't didn't he get divorced from Marla So not Marla Socloth, Marla Singer? Oh <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> you're you're like you're you're basically taking the character's name from Fight Club, right? Yeah, whatever. Um, was she ever married to to, to him? I don't. I thought they there were just go. like, you yeah. know, I don't know if they actually got married, but they certainly were like together forever. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe. But um, but yeah. So Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children is uh, a young adult novel, um, with with definite fantasy elements and yeah, yeah. time travel, um, and like superpowers. Um, the book was okay. I I didn't think it was amazing. Um. But um. It's kind of nerdy. I kind of feel like most, like, like anything that's, like, young adult, it almost, like, it's, like, a little bit less nerdy for some reason. I'm not sure if that's even really fair, but... Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> All right. But, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a little nerdy. I don't know. I, I right. don't feel like it's really a strong contender. All right, well, let's skip over everything in October, because I don't think there's anything there that counts. And let's get to our next contender, which is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, or Doctor Dawn of Strange. Yes. So. <laughs> Dawn of Strange. Now. Colon of Strange. It's certainly a nerdy movie, but does it, you know, over nerdy, 
you know, Deadpool, to the over-nerdy Captain America, you know, he is a more obscure character, certainly. Mm-hmm. You know, so what are we, what are we thinking? You know, Sam, you probably liked it the best. So I what, did, what's I did your like Doctor Strange a lot. Um, and I do think that it's nerdier than, than like, Civil War. Or, um, even, well, X-Men... Because remember, I, I, I said I, I had X-Men uh, nerdier than Civil War. Yeah, um, it was voted I in. Think, I think Doctor Strange is... I don't know, it's tough. Because like, in some ways, he is pretty nerdy. He's like he's not only an obscure character, but he's like a weird character. And like all of his his whole story is like just kind of like bizarre. And, you know, the whole movie is like very psychedelic, which is awesome. Um, but it's, uh, it's definitely like, you know, not, not your like typical superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is it nerdier than the X-Men? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say maybe number three. And Bench, Sam, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, is Dr. Strange actually nerdier than Captain America or X-Men? Now, Sam, you say definitely more than Captain America? And I think, you know, we have to give it some props just because Captain America at this point is a known, you know, property. And even if yep. they threw in a lot of other crap, you know, it's sort of like, we knew the movie was going to be successful, you know. Whereas Doctor Strange was more, you know, it was getting weird. It was kind of psychedelic, you know, a little yeah. magic stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's, you know, yes, people like seeing magic in movies, especially if it's Harry Potter, but if it's an unknown yeah, people like Marvel, so but so it wasn't quite as risky as it could be at this point. You know, like if this was the first movie Marvel ever made and it was a success, then we could give it a lot of credit. But it right. wasn't, so we can't give it quite as much. And X-Men Apocalypse kind of comes all... Yeah, it's weird because of all the you know stuff they're doing there, but I still feel like they were still trying to, like, you know, do mainstream it a lot. You know... Doctor Strange definitely had a lot of formulaic elements to it, but I do feel like it still inches out over those two. That's my feeling, Banish. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that that just makes sense with what you're saying. What you're saying about Captain America is true too. Um, uh-huh. And I mean, just being a lesser-known property. Now, I will say this though: like <clears throat> by this point, it's kind of just known that like we're getting to this point where like. As I said many times, you know the like something like the Marvel universe, also the DC universe, through the shows and through the movies, are already becoming their own sort of comic book world. Yeah. So, um, so we're getting to a point where it's like when you're when we're working on these lesser known properties, it's it it may lose some of its nerd value because it's just well, I don't know if it makes it lose its nerd value. Like that maybe that's debatable. It's definitely going to lose some of its like uniqueness value. It's not going to have the same sort of risk because um, like, because because that's just what they're doing now, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know. Right. All right. So Sam, you know, you saw all three of these, right? So what do you think? Does it go? Which which ones? All three. Well, which ones? Well, wait. You no, know, you didn't see X Men. No, I didn't see X Men. All right. So what do you think? More or less than Captain America? I think more than Captain America. Yeah, I think I agree with you, and Veg. You know, you 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 didn't see Doctor Strange, or did you? No, I didn't. Unfortunately, that's right. the, that's my main regret from the past year. All right, so Sam, one more question for you: okay. nerdier than Deadpool or not? Now I vote no. 
I yeah. I I I mean it's tough, but I think I have to agree with you also. Not not nerdier than Deadpool. Okay. And um I think there's only really two movies left to talk about, right? Nope, there's more than that, but we'll Are we'll, we'll get there. Well, we'll see. So we'll see. the next one to talk about is Arrival. Mm. Oh, I forgot about Arrival. Yes, you also forgot yeah. to see it. <clears throat> no, I yeah. did see it. Oh, you, okay, oh, good. Great. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, Does that mean we've all seen it? I don't know. Has Benji seen it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, all right. awesome. So we've all seen it then. So Arrival, yeah. to me, is... It's basically up there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an alien you know invasion kind of movie, except it's not. It's based on a short sci-fi story by Ted Chiang, who is an amazing author. Yeah. And it's about like using linguistics and problem solving to try to solve a problem. It uses really kind of you know little nutty time travel in there. I mean, it's about you know using your mind to solve problems. That's pretty nerdy. Yes. You know, and the fact is, it does, and it's like it's intellectual too. You know, I got it. Like for me, it's like, I mean, I love the movie also, but I also just feel like it really just, you know, it took a lot of risks with a lot of it's. You know, it's like we are, you know, we're gonna just play it like this, and we are gonna really like mess with your head. And mm-hmm. yes, I had conversations with some older people, like in our family binge, about trying to explain the movie. <laughs> but you know, I, right. I mean, I think that, to me, you know, it's like, you know, I'm not sure, and we'll have to talk about it. But it's to me, it's definitely nerdier than everything other than Deadpool, on the bit, like for Ooh, sure. Wow, that that's mm. a tall order. That's what well, I say. Now you may disagree with me, like, but I think it's nerdier than Doctor Strange for sure. Wow. I mean, Doctor. Well, here, a... let me give you an example. Uh, Doctor Strange is already a Marvel movie. So mm-hmm. it already had the push of the Marvel machine behind it. It already had the formula behind it. You know, it had Benedict Cumberbatch thrown into it. It had a lot of stuff going for it. And yes, Arrival had like Amy Adams or you know, and Aliens, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's not a but, guarantee but, uh, of anything. But remember, we're arguing the nerdiness, which we are, but, is a fluid concept. But, but that's what but I'm saying. Being... The fact that you know it had this formulaic piece of Doctor Strange, you know, it was like it wasn't just a weird comic movie. Like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was, the, I think, the most divergent from the formula. And I think, right. like, Doctor Strange was very origin in a lot of ways. You know, I liked it, but I still felt it hewed a lot to that. You know, uh, and that, that always yeah, takes away... That always takes away nerdy points for me. Yeah, you know? that's true. I mean... I, true. Uh, I, I'm willing to buy that, yeah. Arrival is definitely... I mean, it's up there. It's It's very, <laughs> very... It has many elements of nerdiness to it. And and I will say, <clears throat> I'd say that the way it's nerdy is like the way that, um, oh, fuck, why am I forgetting the name? What's yeah. Ex Machina. Oh, of you course. Know, in, in, the, in, that, <clears throat> in that realm, you know, that, or I'd even say District 9, um, mm-hmm. you know, because... You're saying because it's, though, more, it's more like artsy, it's more of a highbrow kind of movie... Sort of. Well, I mean, but it's not even. Like, what, what, I mean a... is, what I mean is, is that they're that they're like true sci-fi. I, I don't know if that's the official designation, but in, the, in what I'm saying, in the sense of like this could easily be, you know, a in one of those collections of of sci-fi short stories, or even just. Sci- I mean, it was based on a novel. You know what I mean? Like, short it, story, it's, but it's, yeah, it's it's about the concept. You know what I mean? The concept mm-hmm. is one of the, the big things, which is a very sci-fi thing. You know, you take yeah. the concept yeah. of what the world is, and you take specific questions. 
So <clears throat> that makes it very that makes it very sci-fi. Um, that, that makes it pretty nerdy. I don't know if I uh, it's hard to say if I'd go above Civil War uh, for it um, because it's it, it, uh, I don't know like what's where where's the nerd like it is the sci-fi nerdiness but I don't know I don't know how how deeply into the sci-fi nerdiness it went I thought it was really good and really emotional but like I I, I left myself <clears throat> I left feeling left the movie feeling like there's they still could have gone a little deeper right, well, into some of their language okay well so we'll well so we'll get back to that in a bit and let's we're almost done here mm-hmm. so fantastic beasts and where to find them you know that's yes. that's the next one i like you know where does that fall um it's it's another one that's that's got to be very high up there mm-hmm. right? all right it's harry potter it's not even like main main Harry Potter series. It's like a Harry Potter spinoff. It's based on a book that was like originally like just a textbook that was mentioned in the Harry Potter series, right? And then like, then I think I, if I'm remembering right, J.K. Rowling wrote a version of that book like as a textbook, and then that yes. became this this movie, which is like a fictional like narrative movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right. It's it's there's a lot of steps involved and it's kind of complicated. Um, I think I think it's got to be pretty high up there. I don't we haven't uh, really since we've been doing the podcast. Um, have we have there all the Harry Potter movies were already finished before we uh, started doing this? I'm, uh, no. I don't remember us discussing. No, not Deathly um, Hallows. Was, no, the second Deathly Hallows wasn't done when we started. You might when be did right. that movie come out. Uh, let's see, Deathly Hallows Part One. Came out in uh, well, the book was 2007. That's obviously no 2010 was part right. one. And, and part two. Deathly Hallows Part Two was 2011. Yeah. Yeah. And we started in 2012. Yeah. All about it. Like right. we have, like in our adaptations episode, which was a back in the day, we did talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, or is that so, on the lost? Is that on the lost podcast? No, no, no. Oh, we, ha- we had we had an adaptation. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't that. We had a we had an episode that was about adaptations, and that mm-hmm. was one of the things we talked about. All right, so, oh yeah, well whatever. We can always the get into more. Beast. So where yeah. does so where does it go? You know. Man. Uh, so let's let's put let's you know, look at our top ones: Captain America, X Men, Doctor Strange, Deadpool, Arrival. Where does Fantastic Beasts fall? For me, goes below Doctor Strange. For me personally, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I you know I think it's not quite at that level. Uh, it is kind of an obscure thing, even with the Harry Potter aspect. Uh, so I put it like you know, getting it up there, you know, original stuff and everything even if it was also very kind of mainstream ultimately to me, but not as much as like X-Men was. What, you know, Ben, did you see it? The Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. No. All right. So Sam, what do you think? No, do you, I didn't. Do you agree I, um, with me or do you argue the placing? I'm, I'm going to argue, although I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts. I think oh. it has to be higher than, um, than where you ranked it. It just feels like, I mean, it's, I feel like the only people who even went to watch this movie are people who love Harry Potter, right? Which, like, yeah. I mean, that that in itself makes it very nerdy. So, 
I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be pretty high up. Um, well, Sam, the movie did make almost seven hundred and eighty million dollars. So was it really just the people who made it love Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah. Or were well, actually a lot of there are a lot of Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, yeah, but that is true. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, there are you know, it, it could also be considered a family movie, and I think probably some people took their yeah. kids to it. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, let's see. So what are what were our our top three? Were Deadpool and uh, Arrival. Yeah. And, right. And and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Fantastic Beasts. It's just a, like, you know, it's a smidge under, you know, Doctor Strange. I, just I, w- feel... I would actually put it above Doctor Strange. Mm. No, wow. I guess I, well, I guess I don't yeah. feel super strong about that, so I guess well, I can well, wait, wait, wait. Jer- wait, wait, Sam, did you see it? Yeah, he saw it. No, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Oh, so I'm the only one okay. who saw it. <laughs> yeah, because you can, because Jeremy, you can attest to the, to the, to the nerdiness of it there. Like, did it, did it? try to do nerd like it maybe didn't try to pander to the mainstream but it might have just been just like trying to do the thing is trying to do i don't know well actually you speak on it? i think it worked in some ways i there were a lot of things i preferred over a lot of the harry potter things i think partially because jk rowling actually wrote the script uh mm-hmm. at least you know at some point it was hers but i do think like there are pieces that were a little like eh, for me um but that doesn't. I guess I do feel like it's a little bit nerdier. I guess I can agree. All right, I guess it's a little bit nerdier, Doctor Strange. So I guess I'll I'll agree with you there. All right. Okay. So we have one more movie to talk about before we argue mm-hmm. the final, mm-hmm. <laughs> the final set, which is Rogue One, a Star Wars story, Dawn of Star Wars. And <laughs> <laughs> so like you know. <laughs> We're not going to get into why it's nerdy because it is. We did it. We did an entire podcast just about Rogue One, so uh, it is, we pretty much covered right. that. No, no question, it's nerdy. So but is the it real question is, is it, it nerdier nerd? than those other ones? I mean, you know, yeah, oof. it's real I, tough. Now I say, uh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I put it below Fantastic Beasts. Yes, I also put it below Doctor Strange, but then that's it. That's my personal feeling on it, and that's only and it's only because, you know, Rogue One was still very Star Warsy. Sorry, one second. Now, Sam, you saw Doctor Strange and you saw Rogue right. One. Right. So, you know, what do you think? Where does Rogue One fall between those two? Uh, um, I think. I think Rogue One is nerdier than Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And here's here's my argument. Here's my explanation why. I think that Rogue One requires more like foreknowledge of the the Star Wars universe and like the story and like you know um, a New Hope and like the whole the whole plot with the Death Star and the whole thing. Um, whereas Doctor Strange. You can, as somebody who, like, knows nothing about Doctor Strange, just, like, or, or the Marvel Universe, just, like, jump in and watch Doctor mm, Strange, and it pretty yeah. much gives everything to you. Yeah, that's um, a good point. That's a good Rogue point. But One, Rogue One, you kind of have to know what you're getting into to even understand the story. Um, so so I think I think Rogue One, yeah, I would, I would rank it um, higher than, than um, Doctor Strange. And, um... All right, but, but if you put it like that... But not as high as... 
as Fantastic Beasts? As, not as high as Fantastic Beasts. Because Star Wars is still, like, massively... I mean, obviously Harry Potter is massively popular. But, like, even Harry Potter doesn't compare to Star Wars in terms of just, like, universal appeal. All right, so we are at the final three here. So we got Deadpool, Arrival, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Now, my feeling is Fantastic Beasts is not as nerdy as either of those two. Now, come at me. Do you disagree? Okay, wait. So you're so the final three are Fantastic Beasts, Deadpool, and Arrival. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, yeah, and I already I, I'm saying Fantastic Beasts is an easy number three. You're okay. You're so you're rejecting Fantastic Beasts from the top two. Um, well, what's your what's your the basis of that argument? Yeah. So my argument is that you know Fantastic Beasts. He is certainly nerdy, and you know I don't I don't disagree with that. However, that being said, you know Harry Potter was you know a huge thing, and yes, and I think part of this I have to look at like where it's coming from too, and it's not quite as obscure to me. It's not quite as you know you know niche and like you know getting you know because rival the reason for that reading like it's the real nerdiness is comes from like a relatively uh, you know not well known among most people you know sci-fi story you know and it's about intellectual ideas and it's really getting into something about like humanity and trying to like really like push the boundaries and like talking like the like the stuff that good sci-fi does Mm -hmm. deadpool is like the next level of you know comic book movie satire you know it's it built on the layers of comic books. It's the movie that no one thought would, would, would you know, actually work. Whereas Fantastic Beasts, you know, I just feel like it's building on the foundation, you know, it was, of Harry Potter already being there. I think people didn't expect it to be as successful as it was, but I do think people expected it to do decently well. And to me, you know, it's sort of like. It's there. There's a lot of nerdiness to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not nerdy. I'm saying it's number three. Okay. But that's my feeling. You, you guys want right. to? You guys disagree, or do you think? So, do you agree so, 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 wait. So, so your your thing your thing is it's um, so so your thing is number one is Deadpool, um, no number my number one is Arrival and number two Ooh, is Deadpool. Wow. But okay, uh, so I, I Arrival, haven't... Arrival so far Arrival Deadpool, Fantastic Beasts is three. Yes. So, what do you think? Above Star Wars? Wow. Well, yeah. Sam already said that he thinks that Rogue One isn't as nerdy as Fantastic Beasts. I did. Hmm. I did yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, we talked about it, and I think I agreed with his his reasoning. So, so what do you guys think? You know, do you agree with me on Fantastic Beasts placement as number three, or do you think that it's better, it's nerdier? Than Deadpool or Arrival, you know you've heard my arguments. Do you have any counters? What do you think? Um, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm, right. I'm with you on God. on Fantastic Beasts as number three. All right. Ben? Okay. Yeah. I just don't agree, t- think I totally agree with your Arrival. That's uh, fine. I mean, being, being in the top know. three. So I I agree with you with what you're saying. I think I have my top three. So. Okay. Well, we've gotten okay. down to it here, and yeah. I think I we've. Mean, We've all tried to give each other you know, our uh, the as many 
our arguments we've had, like at this point, we've sort of disagreed a little bit about our top five, which is Deadpool, Arrival, Fantastic Beats, Rogue One, and Doctor Strange, and then X-Men Apocalypse and Captain America. And then after that is Warcraft, Suicide Squad, Superman, Star Trek, Kuba and the Seven Strings, Ghostbusters, Hardcore, Henry Lobsters, and then uh, Independence Day. So okay. let's do our ranking of what we have, you know, of our top. So Nerdiest movie of 2016. All right, so my my order is Arrival, then Deadpool, then Fantastic Beasts, and Benji, what is your order of top three, nerdiest? Deadpool number one, Star Wars number two, and I you guys convinced me about Fantastic Beasts. I'm gonna go with that as number two, number three, and I would say my criteria I was thinking about it, nerdiness, is how much are you gonna discuss it afterwards, at least for the top mm. two. Well, I mean, I've certainly discussed Arrival a lot, but that's, you know, yes. maybe right. yes, I, don't think, I. I don't think there's so enough. I. I don't think there's enough. I don't know. I don't know if there's really enough there in terms of the conceptual stuff to discuss than you would discuss about the worlds of, of Deadpool for a number of ways, and then also Star Wars, and then the Harry Potter stuff for Fantastic Beasts. You know, yeah, but the I could probably be franchises, argued about, about, about the three. Just because I there's could like. I'd be argued about number three, but yeah. yeah. Just because there's a franchise doesn't mean it's nerdier. I don't think that you know. I don't think that necessarily means it. Because what about Ex Machina? You know that didn't have a world around it. I think there's more you can. I think there's there's more you can chew afterwards. Well, I mean, with, there's, uh, there's stuff. Machina. I mean, there's all this stuff with the aliens that we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, no. So, I mean, there's I there's a lot to talk about with Arrival, especially with the time travel and you know how it works and the. You know. All right, fuck you guys. If t- Arrival's number three. <laughs> All right, okay. fine. Okay. You happy? <laughs> yeah. You 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 ganged up punched. All right, Sam. Your top three, please. Oh gosh. So I I hate to be boring and pick the same choices that you picked, Jeremy. But I'm I'm really leaning towards the the same. You know, like Arrival number one, Deadpool number two, and Fantastic Beasts number three. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really see any other contenders for the top three. So uh, that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Wow! Number okay. one. Wow! Number this one. is this is so yes. close. I yes. mean, so Arrival has two number ones and one number three. Fantastic okay. Beasts has you know has two threes and one four. You know, Deadpool has two twos and one one. That's pretty mm-hmm. close. You yeah. know, but I got you know that just basically means Arrival squeaks it out. It's like. That's like that's like the tiniest of threads. That's crazy. Wait, wait, say, wait, say the breakdown again. Uh, Arrival is two ones, one three. Deadpool is two twos and one one. Oh wow! Yeah, ah. that's this is our closest year yet. And but anyway, at this point, you know, Arrival is just a little bit. You know, the fact that two of us voted at number one. And, Number one, really? Well, yeah. that's Arrival's that's the nerdiest. That's well, you've heard the, what we're arguing. Just you, you might, yeah. I know you don't agree, but I think you know that's our perspective on it. Okay, it's, okay, okay. I mean, we both it's, said listen, Deadpool is number two. Benji, I understand. It's it's a little <laughs> bit of a controversial pick, but you know, that's uh, that's how we roll on Nerd Punches Nerd. Yeah, I listen. You know, we uh. were really close with X Machina last you know last year too. So, you know, I think. <laughs> I, th- well, I mean, you know, this is just one of those funny things how it kind of works out. I mean, I wasn't sure about how yeah. I was going to be at the beginning of last year. I mean, I think I did think of, you know, Arrival was definitely a possibility, but I didn't think it was going to be my number one. I didn't think it was going to be my number one movie, which it actually is. 
I mean, right now that that uh, that's understandable to me about number one movie of the year. That that you know makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool and Arrival are like you know top movies for the year. I mean, I, I liked Captain America a lot too, you know. But you know, the truth is, a lot of like the movies that are like going to get all the awards attentions, you know, I'm I will be honest with you, I'm just disappointed that Amy Adams didn't get nominated, and I think it's because they gave it to Meryl Streep. That's Street a good point. Because of Florence Foster Jenkins, which is like, Jesus. I'm sorry. Listen, Meryl Streep is a great actress, but <laughs> I heard I heard actually a you know one theory that they gave it they nominated her because they liked her speech at the Golden Globes, and uh, I no. think I think that might right. actually be true. I mean, it's not like there there are no politics or or things like that involved in Hollywood. I mean, well, let's let's just like anybody. Well, let's put it to you this way: Amy Adams was also in Superman this year, so you know at least. You know, if you look at it like that, she definitely was up there in terms of dirty representation, you know. <laughs> and I mean, it's hard to really have anyone else that, you know, is much higher at this point. I mean, Ryan Reynolds yeah. is pretty good, but, you know. So, um, so <laughs> right. Jeremy, you just, you had mentioned like your, you know, your top movies, like not just nerdiest, but like yeah. your top movies being, um, you know, Arrival and, and Deadpool and, oh, yeah. and um, what was the other one? Well, well, now you're getting like a little tricky <laughs> because, you know, uh, I think that after that, it kind of gets like mm, there. There isn't anything that's like as high. Everything okay, else. So for me, there there is. is I would good. I would throw out um, Kubo and the Two Strings as being like, you know, my, oh, you know what? my absolute top movies of, of this past year. You're right. Uh, I, I should have said Zootopia. And, yeah. Oh, and Zootopia is very Z- good, too. Zootopia yeah. would be my number three. Yeah. All right. Now, Bench, you haven't seen as many movies, I think. But what, you know, do you have uh, top three movies of the year? Yeah, I mean, Deadpool's number one. Sure. Um, You know, and I'm sure that gives me some sort of bias there. So I'd say Deadpool. <laughs> I, I also, hmm, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it kind of is my original list. Like, it's also Star Wars is number mm-hmm. two. Sure. Um, maybe Arrival is number three. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which is, you know, I think that's fair. I think those are three solid movies right. of the past year. We haven't included the shows, though, because, and, and honestly, I, I've i been thinking the past couple of years that I understand we want to do nerdiest movies, and that's like our big event, but times are different now, and then the shows are up there, perhaps even surpassing the quality of some of the films. So, I mean, the fact that we're not discussing the nerdiness of the different shows, I think we need to put it to the Nerd, versus, nerd Punches Nerd uh, review board, and we need to discuss it for, you know, about it being a possibility. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll, we'll right. get into that later. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that does it. You know, that was 2016. You know, we had a fun, lively conversation, a couple punches thrown here and there. But uh, I think it was a good discussion. And I think we came to the decision that even with all the crap that happened, there was still some good in 2016. So, hey... You know, that's something. All right, guys, nerd you later. The nerdy year. All right. Nerd you later. Happy, 2000, happy nerdy 2017. Nerd you later. <laughs>